Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh Lindsay. Hello. Long time no see. Yes. And as always, our trusty, dusty research extraordinaire, typing on the keyboard guy, Jason Rugg. Hey there. <laughs> hey. hey, Jason. So uh, we are in the... I, by the time this podcast comes out, I believe we're in the throes of f- uh, film festivals, traveling the country. You're about to, right? Yeah. So um, if I get my dates correct, I think we're probably at the end of September when people are listening to this. So we can see New on York social media, you know, kind of, you know, foot, like maybe pictures and things of, at the film festivals. Yep. Feedback. Yep. 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 Kind of there should be that. Yeah. People can totally watch what's happening with our film on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter because we're putting stuff like that up all the time. They can find our new screening dates at normandystories.com slash screening. I think the next ones coming up are New York and then Branson, Missouri, the Village is Florida, and uh, then Southern California area. So more details of those are on our website. So plug into those, bring your friends, a great opportunity to learn more about the film, to make donations and so forth. Um, now, we talk about how, you know, there is a film that is being screened, but the film is not finished. I mean, if someone just walked in and watched this movie, they would think, it's finished. It's, it's got the music. It's got, it's got a beginning, middle, and end. You know, there's credits. I mean, it looks like a. It does, unless film. you know what you're looking for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not necessarily the film or story you want to tell. Well, I won't say that. It's not a film. I think that would withstand upper level scrutiny. So um, when I have had people in the industry who have watched it, who know. Um, who know their stuff, they can point out all the various holes that exist. And they are, you know, they're in the story and in the structure of the film. They are in the length of the film. They are in the, um, what are the other holes? Uh, The sound, you know, we have some sound issues. And so um, I know in order to be competitive at the award winning film festivals you know we want to submit to con we can we want to submit to sundance we want to submit to you know a whole host of film festivals in the u.s and abroad um, in order to be competitive at those film festivals i think i really need to do some more tweaking but in order to do that i have to a have more money or and or have more volunteers so the the screens have a Kind of a dual purpose is to you know get the word out, let people know about it, create an audience and attention, and at the same time raise money to finish the film. Because if you had the money now, you just finish the film and then right. then dive into the all these different yep. film festivals. Yep. So, um, so you're kind of like stage one of film festivals, which is mostly about raising money. Correct. And then stage two would be finish the film and get competitive with it. Yeah. So. Besides raising money, I mean, there's work that can be done. I mean, you've, you've found volunteers yeah. that have helped with things like social media and so forth. So, If I had some volunteer uh, assistant editors, I would have them working on a trailer right now because we don't have a new trailer for the film as it is. I would have them doing social media pieces um, that we could share on social media um, and – 
so I just need I need some help with that for now until I can get some more money. I need. And do, uh, do they need yeah. to live locally to do oh, that? Oh, that's or? a great question. No, they do not. Mm-hmm. Now it is a challenge. We'd have to figure out how to get them uh, the footage in order to edit, but they don't have to live locally. They can live anywhere, but they do have to have time. Um, I have found in this volunteer business that people will say they'll help me, and then they don't have time to help me, and then that's a frustration for them and for us. Right. So um, you know, we'd really need people to set aside some time to actually help. Well, you know what this makes me think of? What? Is my wedding. Yes? My why? My father-in-law, or my, at the time my future father-in-law-to-be, uh, you know, he's paying for the wedding. He said, here's the budget. And so we had to decide what to do with it. Angie had the idea of hiring a wedding planner, which I thought, well, that's a terrible idea. It just makes the budget go, out, you know, explode. But we, we came across a woman who uh, did flowers for weddings and wanted to be a wedding coordinator. And she was brand new, maybe done one or two weddings as a coordinator, but trying to get her name out there. And she was intrigued by a, what I would say, a below average wedding budget and said, well, let's see what we can do with this. And she wanted to market it. Like, look what I ah, did on, on a low budget, on this couple's budget, right? And so she, so she was the first one who basically said, look, I will take less money in order to do this. She hired uh, a film student right out of film school Mm -hmm. to do, no, I'm sorry, a photographer student to do um, the photography. So she was young and hungry and cheap and all that kind of stuff. Same thing with flowers and all that kind of stuff. And so you were there. We had an amazing wedding. Yes, I read scripture. You read scripture there. Your son was the ring bearer. That's (laughs) true. But it was, but the idea was she leveraged the idea of doing this on a smaller budget and getting people involved who were hungry to get their name out there, get experience, right. so that they could promote, hey, look what I did, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like what you're... It's very, very similar. And, be, and and fortunately, because I'm so needy in terms of what I need, we're super gracious you know, with, um, with everything, with giving instruction and with mistakes and with time that you don't have. So um, there's a lot of room for grace working on our project, and I think our volunteers would say that. Um, but that is the benefit. I mean, if you get in now and you're working with us now, you know, and you do a good job, you've got referrals, you've got pieces you can use on your reel, you've got um, lots of different things. And, you know, I need a fundraiser. I need somebody that's really willing to buckle down. Um, and, and look, if somebody's willing to take on the fundraising part of it, I'm willing to give them a percentage of whatever they fundraise. So there, there could be even money in that if somebody's willing to help me do that. You know, that's, that's kind of what we said to our wedding coordinator. We said, like, here's what we want. You figure out how to do it. You can keep whatever's left over. You, you, <laughs> and so she was motivated <laughs> yeah. to, to do this so she could get a bigger piece of the pie. But That's um, great. Yes, yeah. very good analogy, Josh. So how, talk about – so okay, so you're looking for volunteers, uh, assistant editors, and fundraising are the main things. Um, in terms of plugging into – so those are individuals. But in terms of plugging into organizations that have a bigger platform uh, that might introduce your film – to more people, like what are you doing on that end? Yeah, you know, we started looking for social media influencers because you know you want to partner with somebody that has a bigger audience than you, right? Um, and so I've been kind of stalled out in that. Like my people on social media would tweet or direct message, uh, and then we had the good fortune of having a group 
come to us. They saw what we were doing on social media and they were like, hey, can we talk to you? That was super exciting. Like that was a really big day for my team when they're like, hey, this group reached out to us. And it's a group called Ike's Soldiers. Ike's Soldiers um, is, uh, a, you'll, you'll find them on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, they are an organization out of the Eisenhower Foundation. Um, President Eisenhower has a library in Abilene, Kansas, and that library is paired with the foundation. And that foundation helps raise money for educational purposes. Um, and this is a story that I just learned yesterday when I was talking with the Ike soldiers people. Um, they explained to me that um, President Eisenhower, General Eisenhower, when he died, um, he wanted to be buried in his military uniform, and he wanted uh, on his tomb to be listed as General Eisenhower, not President Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. He really identified with what he had done during World War II and the soldiers that he had led. That was, I think, it's looking back on his career, the most rewarding. Rewarding, uh, thing that he had done. And so he really wanted to make sure that stories of his soldiers were told. And um, so the Eisenhower Foundation has this, um, you know, Ike education wing, which does try to do a lot of teaching and educating about World War II things. And Ike's Soldiers is trying to capture stories of soldiers and be a repository for, um, you know, GIs and veterans and for them to tell their stories back then and now. Um, And so they feel like we have a shared goal, which I do too. And I even explained to them, I think it would be fabulous not only to have stories of soldiers, but think about having stories of French people talking about the soldiers, mm. you know, what the soldiers had done. So we uh, we talked yesterday. We decided to move forward in, uh, you know, a sort of a collaboration relationship. Now, I don't know what that will look like. We had threw around a whole bunch of ideas, and they're going to kind of come back with what they need and would like, and I'll do the same thing, and we'll see how to go forward. I think some version of that would look like us sharing videos with them and them putting them on their website and in their social media. So we're kind of giving them content. They're giving us platform. Um, and hopefully, because we have a share the same goal, we'll be able to help each other in the marketplace. So what would be, do you have uh, examples of other organizations like specific or just general types of organizations that you look or hope to partner with? Any organization that is focused on French-American relationships, um, World War II, um, military, and history slash education. So it doesn't matter if they're tied to film or television. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it, it could be uh, through a library. It could be through a, a veterans organization. could be historical yeah. uh, reenactment type stuff. Anything yeah. that would appreciate those types of things. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't stress enough to people. I mean, if you really are a first-time filmmaker and you're listening to this podcast, you know, we're in the brave new world of media production. I mean, everything's different now than it used to be when I first started out in this industry. And you have to, um, especially as an independent filmmaker, you have to think, I cannot do this alone. How, what, what is at my disposal that's inexpensive that I can use uh, to help promote the film? And social media, for all of its negatives, is wonderful where that is concerned. And, um, but 
if you're somebody that's kind of not known, to try to pair with somebody that is known and has a bigger platform, that's a challenge. So in the beginning, I wasn't able to get anyone's attention to say, hey, will you help us? I mean, I, I reached out to everybody you can possibly imagine in the World War II genre, from Tom Hanks all the way down to, you know, I don't know, actors that had a bit part in Band of Brothers um, and that really in- yielded nothing. Um, but as we just continued to plug on with our mission, sharing stories of soldiers and French people and just have stayed laser focused over a long period of time, it eventually got people's attention. And I think, you know, hopefully will be beneficial. Okay. So if you're listening out there and you are a social media influencer, please contact us. So um, as we wrap up here, um, you know, we've been talking a lot, a lot about the screenings and uh, that are coming up. You know, by the time this podcast comes out, you've already been on a few, probably in Colorado. Uh, if someone wants to plug in, so I have two questions. One, where can I go to learn about the screenings? Normandystories.com slash screenings. Okay. And then let's say I knew someone who is part of an organization or a potential donor, and I wanted to take them to one place. Branson, Missouri. Okay, go to the C. Okay, that wasn't my question, but I'm glad you oh. answered it that way. Because so, so take them to that screen Absolutely. in Branson. And what's the date of that one? So that one's November 6th and November 8th. They're at 8.30 in the morning, oh. which is a strange time, but, you know. <laughs> uh, the, the film festivals are all in the morning during this time because there's so much else going on, but... Yeah. So Branson, Missouri, November 6th, November 8th. It's at the IMAX Theater. Okay. Oh, IMAX. Yeah. Get there. Well, it's not going to be on the IMAX screen, but it's at the IMAX Theater. And there's two theaters that they're shown at. There's only 150 seats in each, and they sell out. So if you want to go, you need to get there early. And uh, the other question I had was, if I wanted to to introduce someone to this in turn, you know, online somewhere, what's the one place I would take them to? Like the trailer or? Yes. So I would say the trailer is the good place to start. Good oh, one. Okay. Call. I, I was going to list off a bunch of other stuff, but that's it. The trailer. That's, <laughs> that's where you want to go. And where do I – is it? Is it on – NormandyStories.com. Right there. Yeah, everything's there. And don't forget about the shop because we really do need people to buy shirts and hats and whatever – you know, posters and whatever else was selling there. Um, we All that money comes to us and we roll it right into the production. Um, and, you know, if you really are serious – about investing in this film. And if you are serious that you have someone who might be able to help us, um, whether it's an investor or somebody that's willing to help, I would consider sharing a link with you um, to be able to see the film, uh, possibly. So you could um, email me at christian at normandystories.com and uh, we could talk from there. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today to uh, Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. 